Welcome to episode number one of season two here on Hollywood and Beyond. I am very excited about season two. My first guest for season number two is the talented actress Nicole Dambro, who is here to discuss her leading role in the film Groupers, written and directed by Anderson Cowan. Nicole joins me from Los Angeles today. She is the winner of the Best Actress in a Lead Role Award over at the Film Invasion LA Film Festival for Groupers. Very talented lady indeed. Congratulations goes out to Nicole. Let's start off the episode with a clip from the film Groupers. In the interest of brevity and moving the soiree right along, I'm going to read some brief and blatantly painful excerpts from Warren's journal. October 8th, last year. My ear continues to ring from the punch I took from Dylan in the hall today. December 5th, last year, Brad and his bulldog, Dylan, got transferred out of my gym class. This is big news for me as it means I won't be tortured after lunch on the regular anymore. December 13th this year, I miss being able to schedule my abuse and humiliation. Now that Brad and the animal are no longer in my gym class, they find me whenever they can throughout the day. I never know when the attacks are coming. Once I graduate and move on from this hellhole, they will too. I'm sure they'll learn to mask their hatred to an extent, but they'll still be out there as others will like them. They'll always find ways to scourge the undeserving and make lives miserable in their wake. I really don't see an end, no light at the end of this tunnel. Hollywood and Beyond podcast with Cincinnati host Stephen Brittingham. Experience meaningful and in-depth interviews with Hollywood's most interesting people. Enjoy the show. You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast, and welcome to Season 2. This is your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening, and thanks, too, for all of the wonderful emails that I have been receiving lately. I just want to say that I appreciate your support, and I do enjoy hearing from the listeners. Well, at the end of the show, there will be a promo of how you can reach me by email, but how about I go ahead and give it to you at the top here as well. So, feel free to send me questions or comments to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. And thanks again, everybody. I really appreciate it. 
I couldn't ask for a more talented guest to be on the show for episode number one of season number two. As mentioned during the opening segment, Nicole Dambro is my guest here to discuss her leading role in the film Groupers, released in selected theaters. I have to tell you what, she gave a very impressive and strong performance. I'm looking forward to speaking with Nicole very much. Nicole Dambro, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You are most welcome. It's so nice to have you here today. And where are you joining me from exactly? I'm joining you from Santa Monica currently, Santa Monica, California. Well, that is wonderful. How's the weather out there? Oh my gosh, it's like the first day that it's cloudy in months. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, here in Cincinnati, where I host the show, although I used to live in California, Nicole, you know, of course, with it being fall, I'm already seeing some leaves, you know, falling to the ground, but we're still on the humid side. Let's put it that way. Oh, I bet. You know, I just went to a wedding in Cincinnati. I really enjoyed my time there. Well, that's wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. I hope you enjoyed uh, your visit here, and it sounds like you had a good time. It was great, but you're right. It was very hot. <laughs> it was <laughs> <Yes>. very <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. We have those days where you get teased, and it's a little bit cooler outside, but then it gets uh, mm-hmm. hot and humid again. But we're getting close. We're getting close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm so excited to have you here today. I, I viewed the film Groupers last night, and, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it ever since, and, and that's always a good sign right there. Um, I thought I yeah. would ask, if you don't mind... Um, How did you become interested in acting? I think I came out of the womb as an actress. In fact, my very first role as a fetus was I played the role of a boy. And then when I came out, I was like, surprise, I'm a girl. So (laughs) 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 I started out acting. Um, I was always very theatrical as a child. And then as I got older, I got into gymnastics and dance. So as I grew up became an adult after college i thought i wanted to be a dancer and a choreographer so that was my initial uh path and then once i did my dance career i started off with the miami heat and i danced for several uh musical artists that would come through town like pitbull one time for jennifer lopez and a lot of latin american artists that are really amazing um i just kind of fell out of love with dance and realized that it was the performance quality that i really enjoyed So around that time, I started going back towards like getting heavier into acting classes and really exploring film and television. And that's uh, how I got here in L.A. Well, it's no secret that you are very talented. So I I think you're uh, headed in the right direction, Nicole. Thank you so much. Still working every day. It's a craft. Very well said. We never stop learning, do we? That's right. That's right. And where are you from, Nicole? I'm from Florida. From Florida. So Miami was my starter city. I wanted to move to Miami before moving to Los Angeles so I could kind of get my feet on the ground. I I grew up in a very small town called Vero Beach uh, on the east coast of Florida. So after going to college at UF, I moved down to Miami, stayed there about five years, did my dance career, and then moved to Los Angeles in 2013. 
Very nice. Uh, one of my favorite mm-hmm. places to vacation is in uh, Seagrove Beach and Seaside Beach, as well as Destin on, on the Emerald Coast. Oh, yeah. Florida's uh, awesome. Uh, it's just so beautiful, isn't it? That white sand and dolphins everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. You have a beach here. It's not as friendly. <laughs> oh, I see. It's not quite. A, okay, gotcha. Not quite at that yeah. level. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. There is all kinds of beaches out there. This is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, thanks for sharing all that. And, and that is very interesting about uh, being a part of the Miami uh, uh, Heat as a dancer. I mean, um, uh, wow. Um, any special memories or stories from that time by chance? Oh, my gosh. I have so many because it, I danced on the team at the time of when LeBron James joined the team in the Big Three. So that was a really exciting time because we won our second championship. Uh, which was awesome. And uh, if I could give you the best story from that time, let's just say I fell on my oh face my. and skidded across the court in front of 30,000 people. Oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> because of that, man, yeah, I'm a, I'm a klutz. I can't believe I'm a dancer. I really do sometimes have two left feet. But yeah, my my shoelaces lasted themselves, and it was one of those moments where you're running out, and everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, clapping. And then all of a sudden, I trip, fall, skid, and everybody goes, ooh. Ooh. Like thousands of people saying that word at the same time. And I had to get <laughs> back up and, and do the routine, which was horrifying. <laughs> it was and, and, and keep smiling, too, I bet. Yes. <laughs> uh, nothing so, happened. Just keep going. Happened, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm fearless. I'm fearless now because I think that's the most embarrassing thing of my life that could possibly happen. So, Hey, look at it this way. You can apply that to acting. If, if something goes incredibly wrong, you just keep on going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that story. That That is something else. <laughs> well, let's get to this new film and uh, your leading role. I should say leading female role. It seems like you're almost the only female in the entire film, <laughs> except for a few moments yeah. here and there. And, uh, and, and you know, um, you know, as I described during the opening segment, there's a lot of layers to this film. But you know what? I thought I would give you the opportunity to perhaps describe it in your own words. If someone were to say, Nicole, how would you best describe groupers to me? What would you say to that person? Groupers is a dark comedy that explores the themes of group mentality and group think, all surrounding the question, is homosexuality a choice? So it starts off as a really sadistic kidnapping plot. And then as the movie unfolds, you see that it's actually about all these different people, the way that they interact with each other and what they have to say on the subject. I do have to be clear because a lot of people um, are drawing their own conclusions and we encourage you to think for yourself on this, but the message very clearly from the movies, in our opinion, is that homosexuality is not a choice, that you're born that way. Um, So when people are bullied or people are assaulted because of their sexuality, you know, that's not something that they or control and it's really wrong and it's something in our society that we need to have a discussion about that is an excellent description thank you so much wow you really put it out there um 
in so many um, important ways. And and that's that's true. There's there's just so much to this film. And you did mention though that it is also a dark comedy. So despite the fact that there's a very important topic at hand, you're you're also saying to to folks out there that hey, it's also going to be you know it's going to have that dark humor element to it as well. That's exactly what makes it what I like to say is palatable. Um, No matter what your belief is going into the movie, the movie doesn't ever get preachy because all of these themes are explored through humor and hilarity, which makes it lighthearted and fun. Um, So even though there's an underlying message that's really important, the whole thing is really enjoyable. And what I love the best about the movie is every time that I watch it, I find something new, something new that's cracking me up or something new that a character does that I didn't notice before. So it's really interesting to watch. I'm very curious about how this all first came to be for you. Was this a typical audition experience? Let's say your agent says, hey, there's an audition for the film Groupers. Um, or was it a different type of uh, method? Were, were you contacted by the filmmakers? Or uh, what is the story of the audition for the film? The story for the audition is a little bit different. I didn't get it through my agency manager. Um, I actually got it got the audition through the producer of the Axiom, which was another film that I did, Max Landworth. And he saw my character in the Axiom and said, I think that she would be a great Meg. So he introduced me to Anderson Cowan, the director and writer and had me audition. And it was a long audition process. So I'm not sure actually if I was going to get it right away. Um, Yeah, that's, I, I, was introduced from, you know, doing a great job on another film. So, you know, always try to do your best on whichever project you're on because you never know what's next. People, you know, think of you for another project. And I was really blessed on this one. Oh, so well said, Nicole. I mean, uh, very true. So if you're doing a, let's say a, a very small role, you know what, if you uh, make a, 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 a good enough impression or find a way to stand out, uh, you know what, it could lead to something bigger. Or if you have a big role, you never know that might lead into another big role. So I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, that that's wonderful perspective. Um, and you know, I, I was thinking while I was viewing this film, especially by the time it was over, uh, you know, Nicole, you know, my, I, I, my question to you is with, with all this pent up anger, I mean, perhaps I should even say rage at times, but you know, you have to be at that place almost instantly in this film. I mean, sure, she's containing it. Your character's containing it, but it, you can see how it comes out and she's snappy and she's, I mean, she's not messing around. <laughs> Let, let's put it out th- on the table. She is not messing around. She's very angry and worked up and has this well thought out as far as she uh, assumes anyway. But um, mm-hmm. so as an actress, like, how do you get yourself? I mean, what do you do to get yourself in that mindset? Well, what was really great about Anderson's writing on this piece was that he had all of her motivations just laid out for me to see. She's not so much like she comes off as angry. She comes off as enraged and surely she is because these two kids have tortured her little brother into basically, you know, 
mental anguish in contemplating suicide. So, of course, she's angry and she wants to make them learn a lesson that they'll never forget. But the twist in it is that she's also a psychology student and she wants not only to create an amazing thesis for her graduate studies project, but she also wants to blow the lid off of this. She sees this as like an opportunity to become something based on this uh, this study of is homosexuality a choice using these kids. So if she fails at finding, like drawing the right conclusion, then she feels like she's going to fail at everything, that everything's just going to crumble. So that's like a really strong place to come from and also a hilarious place to come from when you realize that all the anger and all the rage is actually just a mask in order to convince these guys that she's serious. Do you feel the film is intentionally um, controversial or um, do you think that as far as you're concerned, it wasn't necessarily thought of that way as it was being filmed or did some of you go, you know what, there's going to be some people out there that, uh, you know, that, that might, uh, think of this film in a controversial manner. So what is your thoughts on that? Well, there's absolutely everything that's controversial about putting two, let's use a scientific term, two penises in a Chinese finger trap. That is a controversial thing to do. (laughs) Right there. We've got our first controversy. (laughs) I don't think there's any way around that. (laughs) Um, so yeah this this film is absolutely supposed to be controversial but not in a way that you know rubs it in your face but in a way that makes you leave the theater and have a conversation about it well very true and um and you know uh i have to say nicole this is a very unique film um i can't really think of another one that's like it (laughs) i mean can you right i like to compare the beginning of it to saving silverman and it goes hilariously wrong. Yes. Yes. And I have to tell you, there is twists and turns in the film. And of course, I won't provide any spoilers out there. But let's just say that things do go in unexpected directions. And what I liked was, Nicole, you're so, you're so strong in your performance that I really bought in that to the fact that your character is like, you know, this is, is giving the uh, illusion that you have it under control. It's going to be just like you and, and uh, you know, have it planned out. So when mm-hmm. things kind of veer to a different direction, Nicole, I was actually a little bit surprised. And then it made perfect sense to me. Of course, there's going to be some <laughs> outside interference or uh, roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And, and then that adds a whole new uh, another level of, um, of uh, you know, tension for the film. So I like those choices. Yes, I did too. I thought it was so much fun. And the cast just got along so well. So like the more people that we brought in, the more chemistry just flowed and everybody was very committed to their character. So it made it super easy. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And, and I'm just curious, how long did it take to uh, at least film the scenes that you are involved with? Like, how long was filming for um, your character in this movie? Uh, I would say I did about a week and a half. It was a, a very ambitious week and a half. Because Anderson mm. did not skimp on the dialogue for me. <laughs> I had pages yes. and pages and pages. <laughs> 
of dialogue. I, but I mean, he writes brilliantly and he writes the way that I would normally speak, I think. So that made it a little bit easier. But I recall one day we did about 35 pages. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're reaching the levels of uh, daytime dramas because th- that's kind of the norm for daytime I dramas know, right? with on you know the, the bulk of material to memorize. So um, th- that is very interesting. Sometimes that happens, as you know, Nicole. You've just got a lot of uh, uh, dialogue and scene to do in a short period of time. And Nicole, I was wondering. Um, you know, I, I'm watching this and going, you know, I'm thinking about you and the other two gentlemen that, that you worked with uh, a lot. Um, and you know what? From an acting standpoint, I think it's very exciting because here you are. You're so close to them. You got this banter going back and forth. And I told myself this could be like an acting class. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe it's not the not. subject matter, but I could see a teacher going, <laughs> you know what, um, Nicole, we're going to put you here. And we're going to have two guys here. And there's this situation. You guys go at it for 20 minutes. I mean, that's yeah. kind of why. And I really like that from an acting standpoint. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Yeah, it was it was a treat to just work with them on that one section because it did just flow so well. And I don't uh, I don't know what else to say about that. I'll tell you <laughs> what, though. Uh, tell me. Off screen, they are the complete opposites of their characters. Well, not in every way. Um, but <laughs> they are just the sweetest guys. And um, they're really easy to like. So oh, that's switching nice to into hear. that mode where they were not likable was a bit of a challenge. But, of course, they made it easy for me because they switched into their jerk mode. I'll tell you. Yes. And especially the uh, one character was um, definitely on the jerk side. I mean, there's no question about it. And, uh, and you know what makes you think, though, that there are people, even if they're in a situation like that, they just do not want to change their viewpoint. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, they're not apologetic. They don't see the light. They don't have a different perspective. And, you know, I was thinking about that as well, that that was very interesting to me. Um, and it's unfortunate that there are people, of course, bullied and harassed by people out there, unfortunately, of mm-hmm. much younger ages. I'm sure you know, Nicole, and, and you know, if you, if a, let's say a young person is, is, is gay and people find out and, and then there's a negative reaction, I mean, it can really, really be difficult. And that, I, I thought about that as well. Yeah. I mean, even, not even just young people, but we're seeing it a lot in adults, which is yes, really that's true. Yeah, but we are making progress. That's the good news. I mean, you can definitely see where it's be definitely making progress, and I'm glad to see that. Well, um, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you what kind of a directing style was. Uh, Anderson Cowan, um, is he a guy that likes to work fast? Does he like to really think his scenes over before he shoots something? Or or what's your feedback on, on his style? He's very collaborative. If the actors have any ideas, like we felt very comfortable coming to him and asking if we could add this in. Or I know the, uh, the guys that are kind of steampunk, that was their idea for the costuming to have that clockwork orange element to it. And they brought that to Anderson and he loved it and he incorporated it. Um, I mean, everything with Meg that I wanted to do, I brought to him and he, you know, either explained or agreed with me. So the number one word I would use would be collaborative. It never felt like he was 
the writer, director, producer. It felt like we were a team and we were all working together. Um, but we did move very fast. And I don't think that's because he was rushing. I just think that we all came prepared to set as actors and we did our chemistry work beforehand and in between scenes, um, which was actually hilarious because the guys actually did torture uh, Jesse Puddles, who plays my brother, tortured him on set the entire time (laughs) uh, per his request. Um, and with that being said, too, I returned the favor by asking if I could tase them so they knew what that would feel like as actors. And um, Anderson shut me down very fast. <laughs> that idea didn't uh, didn't work out, huh? No, unfortunately. That would have been a lot of fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do think I got to smack Peter once, which was fun. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, it. you... Peter did not... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I really, really enjoyed uh, your performance a lot, Nicole. And I have to tell you, as far as I know, that's the first project that I've seen you in, and I'm already excited to see more of your work. So um, uh, you've got a brand new fan in me. Thank you so much. I'll send you an email, a list of some stuff you can see. Thank you. I'd appreciate that. And, and I really mean that sincerely. I mean, I, I love watching people who, who are very good at, at, at what they do. And, and, what, and I can tell that you really love what you do as well. It's, it's very obvious to yeah. me. And I'll tell you yeah. what, you were mentioning your, the, the, the gentleman that portrayed your brother. And it made me uh, think of, you know, my name. It's Oren. It's Oren. You knew that. So I, I, I like those lines. The, the, they, they were pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> It's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So much angst pent up in Jesse Puddles. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, from the minute that we met um, in the audition process, we, like, immediately bonded. So even now, like, after we've shot the movie, we're still very close, almost in, like, a film family brother and sister way. I see. Yeah, well, so I'll tell you what, uh, it, was, uh, it, it was very interesting when his character uh, finally shows up. No, no he doubt is about the that. most annoying character on the face <laughs> of the planet. Well, and you know what's interesting, Nicole? Think about it. You would think at least some writers might go, I need to make this character very sympathetic. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, these guys are bullying him, right? And and you're all riled up for revenge on his behalf. Yet, it's very interesting because, like you said, um, the character was not what I was anticipating. (laughs) Yeah. He's miserable. But I love him so much. He's my little baby brother, and I'll do anything I can to protect him, you know? That's right. And he's on meds, so we have to keep that in mind as well. That's very important. And I wanted to ask you, all these ropes and and being tied up and and all of this, I mean, I'm just kind of curious. Was that kind of hard to put all together, very time-consuming? Because it sure looked like it. It was. And those poor boys, their legs fell asleep quite often. <laughs> so they weren't acting when they said they couldn't feel their legs, I, I imagine. <laughs> Sometimes they weren't. But I mean, wow. realism, <laughs> Nicole. They knew the challenges. <laughs> That's right. When they signed the paper, they knew that their legs would be falling asleep. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. They knew what hey. was up. That's right. It just made it more realistic because when they were saying they can't move their legs, they couldn't. So uh, very interesting. And, and lots of colorful characters show up later in the film. And, and I'll yeah. certainly leave it at that because I don't want to, uh, you know, put Spoil any spoilers it. out there. 
So that one of the characters is about seven feet tall, and oh. I am a whopping five two. So when he showed up on set, it was like the Doberman came, and I was the Chihuahua, and I just. I'm trying to think of which <laughs> gentleman this is. I think I have it down between two. Um, it's wow. Durant. Okay. Played by Terrence Lynn. That man is very, very tall. Wow. <laughs> so I felt like I had to assert my um, my dominance over the, not just scene, but over the entire uh, set. Well, he yeah. definitely looked oh, like he was in shape. That much I can say <laughs> for sure. Um, I didn't know he was that tall, but... Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. He's very tall. I have pictures. Well, this is a wonderful time to ask how folks can learn more about groupers, but also about you, Nicole, if they're interested. So I thought I'd give you the opportunity to share any social media links or other uh, information at this time. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, the best to keep up with everything that I'm doing is on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my handle is at the Nikki D. That's T-H-E-N-I-K-K-I-D-E-E. And then my website is NicoleZambro.com. And as always, we appreciate as actors when you visit our IMDb. So just look up my name on there. And you could also look up groupers in the full cast there as well. I have visited your page, Nicole. And there's also some very nice photos of you and, and lots of information about your films. Um, I'll tell you what, I encourage people to give it a, a look themselves. No doubt about it. Cool. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. You are most welcome. I've had the most wonderful time speaking with you today, Nicole. Um, I'll tell you what, this is episode one of season two, but I'd like to you know, mention to you here and now that I would love for you to come back soon and, and discuss more projects or another new project. So please keep me in mind. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. You are most welcome. Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Hollywood and Beyond Podcast, created, produced, and hosted by actor and writer Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening.